2: Feeling about this.
0: Welcome to episode 29 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And before we just get into the stuff this week, I'm going to cut the bullshit. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Email us if you'd like to ask a question or have a comment. You can follow us on Facebook. You know
1: how much I like those emails. Yes. You know I like those questions <laughs> and those comments and those things to discuss from the listeners. I like that a lot. Did you just catch a fly with your bare hands? I did. Holy shit,
0: karate kid. I do that. Watch
1: out. Time to time.
0: All right. So uh, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com.
1: And I'll tell you this, I'm gonna set up a Twitter. I'm gonna set up a yeah. Twitter because you've had a
0: very special request from a very special young man. Johnny
1: Grosso was like, Will, you gotta you gotta get a Twitter and, and communicate with us. And I was like, All right, okay, for Johnny Grasso, I will get a Twitter. That's what I'll do.
0: So you heard it here first, ladies and gents. Will Witten's coming to Twitter.
1: Yeah. Clear I'm, the deck. I'm, I will be honest. I'm usually very anti-social media. Right. But for Johnny Grosso, you better believe I get mm-hmm, a Twitter. You better, mm-hmm. you better believe I get a Twitter. He'll get you to spread those social media legs. <laughs> for Johnny Grosso, I'm like Darth Vader. When I see him, my social media legs spread into attack position.
0: So, um,
1: strike that part. Edit that part <laughs> no, out. No, no, that's I'm, staying I'm, in there. I'm regretting that as no. soon as I said it. No, it's staying in there.
0: <laughs> staying in there. If we got any artists out there, um, no! Evan, Evan, buddy, maybe if you want to whip that up as a little piece of fan art for the podcast, that would just be phenomenal.
1: I will tell you this. every Star Wars <laughs> is every, everywhere Oh, right man, now. it's blowing up. December dropped, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm listening to NPR. I listen to a lot of NPR, listen to the talk radio, the news, the classical music. I dig it. But uh, there is a story about Star Wars and the legacy and all the new director talent that's coming through Mm -hmm. with Disney. Uh, And I'm listening to the Cantina song, you know, intermission through NPR stories. I'm like, Star Wars is everywhere. Well,
0: you know what's fucked up is um, I went to get gas yesterday, right? And I just went to, like, the Murphys down the road from us. And I guess they've installed little monitors above their gas pumps now that show commercials and shit. That's really cool. And I get out of the car. And literally, as soon as I open the door, Star Wars music kicks in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Thought I was having, like, a stroke or something? Like, (laughs) I'm coming, Elizabeth! And no, it was on these monitors, and they're showing a fucking news story about the new Star Wars and how much money it's projected to make, like... I can't turn around and not see Star it's Wars. It's making me a uh, really happy is what yeah.
1: it's, it's making me really, really happy.
0: Um and the promotional tour for the new movie really kicked into gear this week. Like
1: I'm kicked into Star Wars gear. I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. like nobody's business. Like I've been firing blasters left and right, throwing thermal detonators, you know, like yep. flying X Wings and and TIE Fighters and <laughs> Playing with Johnny Grosso.
0: Yeah, I mean, we should talk about that. The last time we recorded, um, it's actually been a couple weeks since recorded, or, you know, about, yeah, a couple weeks now, because we uh, we recorded ahead so we could take the week off for Thanksgiving. You know, we still released an episode, but you know what I mean. Um, literally, the last time we recorded, we stopped recording and got online and played some Battlefront with Johnny Grosso. Yeah. Man, what a good dude.
1: He is a really good dude. Like, you know... I don't know. He must be the coolest teacher ever. But he just—he's se- really humble and gracious and kind and genuine. Like the dude's really genuine.
0: Very true, man. And like, uh, like he's one of those dudes that just doesn't meet a stranger. Yeah. Like, um, it wasn't that time. It was like um, the Friday after. Th- yeah, it was Friday after Thanksgiving, and we got in a massive party to play it's Battlefront eighteen like D. I mean, like, you can only have eight people in your party in Battlefront, and we exceeded that. There were, like, people that were – and, uh, like, uh, Steve, Nick, and Jeff were on, and they were having to play another game because we just didn't have room for them yet. And then as people started filtering out, they came in. We played with Johnny Grosso. We played with uh, Jason and Jeremy from Making Star Wars. We played with Vader Nick from Twitter. We played with this guy named Jared who's walking slowly on – Tim, we Twitter a guy, named Tim. a guy named Tim. There's so many. I hope like if these guys listen, they don't think like I'm being a dick and leave them. There's just so many, and I didn't and to, catch
1: last names and some of their no, handles. And, I, I caught just, some first names. You know
0: what I'm saying? It was just a party full of dudes that love Star Wars. Right.
1: I do remember Jared. Yeah, Jared was a really cool. He dude. He was really kind. The,
0: the yeah. two dudes from uh, making Star Wars. I mean, it was just fun. Everybody, Laughs. Everybody and was shenanigans. Just and so just cool and on the level. And yeah, nobody like, was there was nobody that was like that snob, uh, or, snob or holier than thou Star Wars right. douche. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just talking because you know we talk Star Wars, but when are we in a huge group of dudes that like Star Wars on the level that we like Star Wars? <sighs> right. You That's know what I mean? Rare. Yeah, it was a nice little change of pace, um, <clears throat> and then like Jason and Jeremy had to get off because they were going to record their podcast, and you know some people filtered in and out, and uh, at at one point somebody I want to say Johnny got me started talking Star Wars collecting, and like that's something I don't even really get to talk. I I mean I show you all my shit, but yeah. like talking ends and I'm
1: out, not since I'm not you know a super enthusiastic collector mm-hmm. you know i haven't i haven't bought in honesty i haven't bought star wars action figures since i was you know probably a teenager right but and, and but you continued to collect and these guys also oh, collect in a big and, way yeah like and you got to talk about it hardcore um, man with it dudes. felt good man the funniest part of that to me and I'm, that, I'm listening to it the entire time with perspective is that steve is in the party mm-hmm. and i was like guys you know it's awesome we just got a live feed of steve cobra's favorite
0: segment steve cobra's favorite segment you know what i felt kind of bad about that but i was like whatever man like feel bad I, about no, it i was I, laughing my ass off the I was whole like you time. know what I, it's not like i, I complain when I, I hear him and brad and everybody talk football i'll listen to some football talk um he's
1: picking up bits of knowledge but I, I sent
0: steve a text the other day or like a couple days later it Was like dude i'm sorry you got to see the full star wars nerd and he's like no nah, dude it was awesome hearing you and your element and i was man we were talking black figure black series figures and fucking rare ones disney and rare. oh you got that oh i got that oh where did you find such and such yeah man there was and it was Black Friday, so some some dudes had picked up uh, some Infinity stuff. Like
1: you connected with your tribe, dog. Yeah,
0: man, it felt good. Uh, makes me really uh, dead set on going to the next U.S. Star Wars celebration. Celebration, man, I think that would just be a good all time. Yep, get up to some shenanigans with fellow Star Wars fans. That would be great. Think we should plan on that. I'd
1: cosplay. I'd be a Jedi or Kanan. Mm. I could do. I could do either of those fairly well.
0: You know, or Qui Gon Jinn. And I realize this is just a uh, personal thing I sort of have to get over. I, I don't want to be a Jedi in a wheelchair. You know yeah, what I'm saying? fuck it. I mean. I don't want to be a fucking stormtrooper in a wheelchair. The only uh, canon in a character in a wheelchair that we've seen is fucking Cleague Lars. And who wants to cosplay as Cleague Lars <laughs> of all people?
1: Man, I, I, I think it would be cool. I really do. As Klee Glars? Not as (laughs) Klee (laughs) Glars.
0: Oh, man. No. No Klee Glars, man. Come on. But, yeah, I had a.
1: What we need to do is just, like, ramp up the podcast, do some marketing, hit celebrity status, and then we can go as just, like, haws and will of Blue Blue Harvest podcast. We'll
0: see how that goes. I mean, look, we don't have the biggest listenership in the. but we got a good listenership. But we do. We really appreciate. that are loyal. That, that I really appreciate everyone
1: that listens to every episode. Thank um, you for every listen, and we hope
0: that you continue. What was funny is I believe it was the guy Vader Nick, dude. Vader Nick, I know we follow each other on Twitter. If you just want me to refer to you as Vader Nick, that's totally cool. If you would rather me refer to you by your God-given name, your legal name, Nicholas, Nicholas, <laughs> you just let me know, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm just you're Vader Nick to me. All right. Uh, he um, he was asking what. Uh, Trivia game we play, and I was just you know telling him that it was just Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, and Johnny Johnny Grasso was like, "Hey man, I hate to tell you, but when y'all do trivia, I totally root for Will." (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, oh, you hurt me to my core, Johnny." It's
1: because you are such the dominant presence of knowledge when it comes to Star Wars trivia, and especially on this show. I mean, and
0: especially OG Star Wars. (laughs) That you grew up with, like, like this is the thing. If if I went head to head with the dudes from making Star Wars, I'm sure they'd wax me. It might be they close. They know a lot. They might. I be mean, some
1: EU stuff, uh, extended universe. Stuff
0: not even so there. much that. Like Jason has a uh, a heavy knowledge of the sort of the behind the scenes stuff. Well, and, I mean,
1: he was kind of on the heartbeat of that as it happened. Was well,
0: he not? I mean, I think it's just he's 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 a very academic dude. He's done his research and, and stuff like that. I mean, he does. Um, we're he actually, does. I've I've talked to him. We're going to have him on the show.
1: That's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah,
0: I, we're going to have him on the show after the movie comes out because I really want to talk to him about like hey. the process of spoiling. You know, being a not not, not in a not, negative not in a negative fact. No, I didn't no, mean but it like, like that. But like, like how, how you go it, about like what's the what was his first scoop he ever got for episode seven and how
1: the process you go through yeah trying uh, to figure out whether it's real or and then fake back and, check stuff and yeah how you protect your sources and you know like you said when the when the movie comes out how much of what the information that you got was accurate uh right compared to or how of, was it like was this how was it mainly
0: accurate anything, or was there just like some slight details that were off um i'll be really interested to sort of i'm really looking that. forward to that interview yeah and we're also gonna have uh johnny Not on an interview i mean it'll just yeah. a I chat i didn't mean it like that i knew what you mean <laughs> i'm also looking to having uh forward to having johnny on i think johnny's I gonna be our first call in call guest, guest. skype in guest or what have we you
1: just need to go pick the cable up
0: yeah dude we just trip got to best
1: buy and a trip to toys r us we'll get the new trivia and we'll get the <laughs> yeah. cable to hook johnny grasso up and we'll have him on
0: be good to go um but, yeah, I think uh, that's a couple of things to look forward to on the show. Um, I also want to thank Johnny for uh, giving us a shout-out on the latest Making Star Wars Absolutely. Now This is Podcasting podcast. Thank you, Mr. Gross. I really appreciate that, man. Like like I said, we don't have the biggest audience, and anything really helps if, if we get people pushed over to listen to the show every now and then. We really appreciate it. Man, that's you did us a real solid there, Johnny. And <clears throat> we're thankful, my friend.
1: The fix is in, like a the Jersey fix guy in. told me one time.
0: <laughs> also, uh, here's a little Johnny Grosso trivia for any of you people out there that might be interested in such things. He's a big fan of Not Your Father's Root Beer. It's like alcoholic root beer. You've had one. I gave I you one. It was delicious. Yeah, he was like, hey, have you ever had one of those? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, you find that shit? You buy that shit. Apparently, they he, there was a, a, a point of time up in new jersey where you couldn't find that like everybody wanted and stuff it was like the hot the hot drink on the jersey shore is what he said basically wow so yeah if anybody uh if you're out somewhere and you see johnny grasso buy him a fucking not your father's root beer and tell him blue harvest sent you
1: yeah or even better ship him a case if you got that cash
0: yeah you know what uh we were driving back from target today jesse and i and she was like uh, you know, we could just send Johnny Grasso some some of that, but I think it's. I, I think know it's, it's legal to s- ship. It's, <laughs> well, it's illegal for us to get alcohol shipped in Alabama. Yeah, like I really wanted to get some Maynard's wine, Maynard from Tools Wine, yeah, shipped to me out there in Arizona, and you can't do it. They, it's just not legal. So i I'm pretty sure it's also illegal to ship who's out of alabama i don't know that for certain
1: you could tell him it was tell him just it's regular root beer you it's just tell some him it's, root beers my buddy really likes shipping root beers. my bro some uh some barks you know, barks, barks in the yeah.
0: glass bottle
1: yeah speaking of that we went to college with a the granddaughter of the bark fortune haley bark oh did you uh-huh. I didn't States. know this.
0: I think what? Her name was Haley. I don't even remember. Oh, I mean, was she minor just, trivia? Was she just someone that was in at Mississippi State, or I was she, she in was classes a with you? Sorority chick.
1: Uh, she wasn't in any of my
0: classes. Oh, okay, yeah. Look, man, we I,
1: attended college at the same time. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I did not ever
0: meet her or shake her hand. <laughs> Shook some other stuff. Her Whatever. boobs. Whatever. Both of them at the same time. Whatever, man. I
1: ain't no ladies, man.
0: Whatever. Whatever. You're the Johnny Grosso of Alabama
1: uh i you know i don't know how i like the sound of that
0: but i i mean i think you should like that i mean clearly you like the sound of johnny grasso talking about spreading your uh <laughs> wings into I attack position just, for i that. was
1: just kidding <laughs> i was
0: kidding <laughs> um so speaking of battlefront maybe we should get into some news because that's um, what we've been playing yeah we have been playing Big some time. battlefront and uh yesterday they released the first of what they say is um going to be at least a couple of free dlc packs the the battle Battle of of jakku Jakku.
1: yeah dude the battle of jakku is tight i will tell you this here i'll give you the full rundown because i have been in it uh it's very flat very sandy lots of debris and destruction from the crashed star destroyer right a lot of other stuff uh it's a progression where you're trying to take these control Now this points. is the
0: new mode. This is turning this point. This is
1: turning point. Mm-hmm. And it's interestingly named because, you know, it gives you a little setup in the beginning <coughs> and that was, you know, my first introduction really to what Jakku is. It's like a weapons facility that the rebels are assaulting cuz the imperials have gathered there in mass to mm-hmm. protect the weapons facility. This is kind of the final stand for the empire as I mm-hmm. as I understand it. Uh, And when you look around that map and you look up in the sky, there is nothing (laughs) but like Mon Calamari cruisers and Star Star Destroyers. Destroyers, And the sky, is it looks like glitter is going off. But when you look, it's
0: ships blowing up or fighting. It's
1: like green and red um, lasers all across the sky and ships fighting and falling and crashing. Now, Star Destroyers tanking. Like, it's amazing to be in that battle because you really feel in it.
0: Now, uh, I... So they added the, the two Jakku maps, which I assume are a big map and a smaller map. Uh, I played two turning point matches last night just real quickly before I went to bed just so I could check it out. And then you and I played some today. Um, but the only other mode I've been able to play um, and experience the Jakku map on is Fighter Squadron, which I is cool. I haven't
1: played it on Fighter Squadron yet, but I'm looking forward to because <laughs> Fighter Squadron is um, a jammy jam. Yeah,
0: man. It's fun. Um you know what I'm really digging, to, not to go off on too much of a tangent? If you can get a good group together, and it doesn't necessarily... When I say good group, I, I don't necessarily mean like a group of badasses. Everybody's great at the game. But if you can get a decent-sized group together, heroes versus villains is fun. It is. It's hard to win in heroes versus villains just playing by your damn self. If
1: you can coordinate the powers and talents of all the heroes yes, towards one like, purpose. where where
0: like, if... if you and uh, two of your other buddies on the headsets can be the, the heroes or the villains at the same time. You can wreck shit, man, if you coordinate right. It's, Dominate. It's a lot of fun. Um. um <clears throat> but yeah, you know, surprisingly, I actually like that mode. To be honest, the only mode that I don't really care for is cargo. And honestly, I think if we were to get a good group together, we could probably rock some cargo too, and I'd like it. And, you know, uh, pretty much equally. Or you know, closer to what the other ones are like. I'm you know? getting
1: comfortable with the blasters and the cards. I'm yeah. still not there hundred percent. I used I started using the E eleven because Hawes recommended yeah. it. Yeah. And it uh, it's it's proven productive. I also like the I think the D L seventeen maybe? The it's the It's um The the blaster
0: pistol with the white cone on the front. It's basically, if I'm not mistaken, it's the guns that the rebel soldiers are using at the beginning of A New Hope. Okay, Those blaster pistols. So those are my two guns. Like I'll use any of the guns, and I've tried them all out. I like the
1: the Boba Fett gun, the the
0: E3. The E3. I'm not a huge fan of.
1: I like that. I like that gun. Um, But this is the thing. I also like the T twenty one. It's kind of a long range rifle. Kind yes, of
0: thing. the T twenty one B. I don't
1: care for that. I want to <laughs> like it so bad, and yeah. I do not like it.
0: The thing about the guns in that game are you unlock them pretty quickly, um, and it's hard or and it's easy to just move on to your next gun and check it out. Like what what I figured out is I sort of needed to to stick to. Um, a gun for bigger maps, and then a gun, right. and like for so for bigger maps, I go E three, or not E three, um, uh, the E eleven, which is uh, let's b- cut the bullshit. It's the stormtroopers uh, battle rifle, or you know, that's same. exactly <laughs> what it is. It's their rifle, stormtrooper rifle, and then I use the DH seventeen for like drop zone and or you think cargo. You, or.
1: I would think that I would like the AC two eighty,
0: uh, the rebel rifle,
3: more.
1: Yeah, I, there's something about it that I just don't care for for some reason. I I don't know. It's okay. I can't even put my finger on it.
0: <clears throat> the thing is is I've been trying to really stay up on the challenges because I'm trying to level
1: You've been playing with all the blasters. I haven't even unlocked Han Solo's blaster yet. Yeah, which I've I'm unlocked. really looking
0: forward to. I've got so I just hit rank thirty-five or thirty-six today. So I've got all the blasters and all the star cards unlocked. I've messed around with them all. Um just in the interest of trying to unlock stuff or the diorama i've been liking or, <clears throat> the
1: flash grenade lately.
0: The flash grenade is something I think uh is criminally Un- underused underused because in certain game modes that thing can
1: i'm talking about that very last up. capture point on mm-hmm. the battle of Jaku talk about me dropping flash grenades in there left and right it's chaos i I like that it's chaos throw the flash grenade throw the regular grenade
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean uh. I like it in, say, drop zone. You're going Great. up to a drop pod and Again, there's a bunch like of dudes in an you know, yeah. yeah, you just toss that bitch in there, blinds them and does the crazy sounds, and you can just pew-pew, go in there and pew-pew. try to take them out. Uh, also in Fighter Squadron,
1: I, I don't know, anybody that's listening to this plays Battlefront tips and tricks. Uh, I like to <coughs> cherry pick the dudes. Behind the hero ships, uh, or behind or the objectives, the, yeah. Like let the that transport, transport come transports. through. I will hang back just a little bit. Let somebody back in there them and try them to get them, off. just tag them as soon as they drop in behind that transport. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the hero
0: ships. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, as soon as those hero ships come out and come into play, if you look behind the Millennium Falcon or the Slave One, there's going to be a trail of other players trailing it, trying to kill it. And rightly, there should be because yes.
1: leaving the Millennium Falcon <sighs> or the Slave One up to mm-hmm. just tag your ships, it will eat your lunch all day. Oh,
0: man. I mean,. I've had some matches where I've just lucked out and immediately jumped in Slave One or or, or the Millennium Falcon, and I don't die. No, don't even feel like I come you close. Superpower, and I'm just taking down transports, other AIs, and or, you know AI players Everyone and other come players. In contact with basically. and like um, our buddy Jeff, who we've had on the podcast, had a really cool uh, sort of tip. It's kind of cheap, but say you're in the Millennium Falcon and Slave One's out. What you do is you hit the boost throw on your shield and ram that son of a bitch because it right through him you'll burn right through slave one you'll take him out and you'll still be alive because of the the shield yeah that the falcon has <clears throat> pretty interesting tip it's it's kind of hard to to uh execute because you know people are whipping around and you know evasive maneuvering can imagine
1: if you can pull it off it's <clears throat> impressive
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I managed to do it once after he told me that and I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm gonna have to fucking try that. I'll be damned, it worked. It worked really well. Um
1: Sure momentum, I would imagine.
0: But yeah, uh what else do we have on Battlefront? Do you have a least favorite map or I know we talked Battlefront last week, but that was, you know, a couple of days that after it came out. We've really had some time now, so I figured, you know, time to play out a figure. Maybe we just for some more. reason i care the least for Sullust. me too and you know what I, i'm pretty sure jason from making star wars said he did too and i just i don't know if it's just not a great map design or if it's just not indoor and tatooine and hoth you know these places we've seen for so long
1: something about it i don't know i do like the fact that everyone's feet get all
0: sooty sooty yeah that's kind of you neat. know what i noticed uh uh just in general uh especially it's it most visible on the stormtroopers because they're all white but on all the maps your armor and stuff will will show some wear and tear depending on what map you're on yeah <clears throat> it'll start to look sort of sandy and dirty on tatooine and that's Jackie. very true it
1: does now look gritty and sandy
0: let's not let's not suck jacuz balls too too much Clearly, what they did was they took assets from Tatooine and were like, "Let's put a bunch of crashed shit on there." I mean, that's but like, the I mean, way they executed it and the it's it looks so good. There's that's like what I, that's kind of what I was saying. In earlier. the background, there's a um, a star destroyer, and you're seeing it from the back, so you see the engines, and they're still lit up, but the it's like smoldering and on fire and shit, and there's just. And debris falling it's so good it going, looks so good going
1: through that progression there's also a crashed blockade runner mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that you kind of pass on the way to that crashed star destroyer uh, and yeah. I, you know you're very right but i mean like i understand it's a dead two desert planets you just take tatooine <laughs> you put some crash stuff on yeah there.
0: i mean not that it doesn't look good and not that i'm not stoked but it didn't take the most you know Creative. It was easy to begin with. Yeah, the job was they easy had, to begin with. They sort of had it in place. Uh,
1: the coolest part, like I said, like you know, like we're telling you, is the background and the sky battle that's happening yes. while you're fighting. That's really what makes you feel like you're. It's the Battle of Jakku.
0: Um, I I was really stoked. I didn't know how he would feel about it because he likes Star Wars, but he's not as uh, fucking crazy about Star Wars as as we are. But Steve seems to be taken to it pretty well. He likes it. Um,
1: Any dude. Games that you can play with your friends.
0: Yeah, man. They're. Just I honestly think be fun. I wonder if some people that are sort of hating on this game just don't have a group of dudes to play with. I can imagine that because you part know of what, it. like, it's not that I don't enjoy Battlefront by myself because i I play every now and then by myself when there's just nobody else on the play. But it's I certain, great. I way more enjoy it when there's other people to play with. It's a group.
1: Certainly not as much fun Mm-mm. as it is. When you and
0: your it's getting to the point where now, like. If no one's on to play Battlefront, mm, I'm probably going to play some Fallout or some Tomb Raider or something right. or no, I mean, watch that's, some Rebels. That's, or,
1: that's how. That's why games like Fallout exist. Exactly. It's perfect. They are a the solo, mean, solo um, player experience.
0: You know, and and I'm definitely I'm in on Battlefront. I'm ready for the season pass. I'm in for it. And probably until they do the next one. You know what I'm saying? But in the next iteration, I would like to see some additions. Um, I'd really like space. I don't know why they couldn't take the same concept behind fighter squadron and just give us a couple space maps. We don't have to fight Star Destroyers and shit. Just put it in space. I guarantee
1: they're going to. I don't know if that's in the pipeline or in the work. All you got to do is put it in a backdrop where you don't crash. Like, yeah, that's the only difference. Like, yeah.
0: Or you can make uh, the the bottom, quote-unquote, bottom of the map the atmosphere of a planet. So if you go too low, you get sucked into the atmosphere and crash or, or something.
1: Yeah, or the bottom could be an entire Star Destroyer. Or something. You know, like you a know Super Star or Destroyer. The
0: fucking surface of the Death Star. There you go. You're still in space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, necessarily a possibility, but it would be cool. It would be cool. I'd like to see that. Well, um, before we get into the news and stuff for this week, why don't we take a quick break, um, and then when we come back, we'll talk all the news and stuff that's dropped since the last time we recorded. All right. Howdy, listeners. Howdy, howdy. It's your buddies, Will and Halls from Blue Harvest Podcast. We're right back. And uh, we just wanted to take a second to wish all you guys a happy holidays, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. And maybe you're a little stressed right now and wondering what to get people in your family, your friends for Christmas. Maybe you're, you're racking your brain. Oh, what would they like? Well, here's an idea for you. How about you buy them a copy of High and Mighty by Stoned Cobra?
1: They like it. I guarantee. Y-
0: you're thinking, hey, Grandma. Put down the fucking Michael Bublé CD. Listen to a little Stone Cobra. Next thing you know, your grandma's throwing the goats and setting the couch on fire, sacrificing it to the Dark Lord Beelzebub. It's the family Christmas that nobody will forget,
1: <laughs> guaranteed.
0: <laughs> Star Star Wars, man. Yeah, this is a Star Wars podcast, but Stone Cobra, high and mighty, the best fucking stocking stuffer of the season. Although, okay, look, it's a digital download, so that you can't really stuff that in a stocking. I'll stuff it but in your stocking. But if you got a problem with that, maybe you st- stuff your opinion up your ass. Yeah. Stone Cobra rules and you're missing out not getting high and mighty by Stone Cobra at www.stonecobra.com. Do it. And we're back. <clears throat> so, um Like we were saying earlier, or like I was saying earlier, the promotional push for The Force Awakens has really kicked into high gear this week.
1: Overdrive. Um,
0: J.J. Abrams has been on Good Morning America. He was on Howard Stern on Monday, which was a big deal for me. I'm a Howard Stern fan. So Um, uh, Harrison Ford has been on Good Morning uh, America on uh, the fucking... Kelly and Michael show or whatever that shit is called. Um, Adam driver was on Stern today. Like they're all doing their promotional rounds. Nothing huge has come out because these fucking interviewers all ask the same questions. I'm telling you right now, if you watch a Harrison Ford video from now until, you know, the movie comes out, there's going to be three questions in there, every single interview. And this is the questions it's going to be, how are you doing after your helicopter accident? What was it like breaking your leg on the set of Star Wars? And are you going to do Indiana Jones 5? That's every single interview I've seen with him. Uh, What has been just smacked myself in the face with the microphone. What has been um, interesting is seeing uh, sober Harrison Ford, because, you know, we got him uh, around Halloween on the Jimmy Kimmel show in a fucking hot dog costume. Um, and we both speculated that maybe he was a little drunk, maybe a little, a little stoned, a, little, a little, 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 sauced. little, you know, feeling it. Yeah. Um, had, his, had his party on. And I think if you compare that interview with any of these he's been doing on, like, morning shows and stuff, yeah, Harrison was partying a little bit before Jimmy Kimmel.
1: You know, these are in the morning.
0: Exactly. Um That'd be, oh man, that'd be kind of sad if Harrison's showing up fucking three shorts sheets to the wind at eight o'clock in the morning, a good no. morning in America. Yeah, that's a different Harrison <laughs> Dressed up like a hot dog in the fucking beginning of December.
1: <laughs> that's some Chevy Chase shit.
0: Um, but, you know, like I said, nothing, no huge revelations. But at this point, like tomorrow, we're two weeks away from when we're getting to see the movie. I'm not looking for any huge revelations. Like, just give me a little nuggets here and there to keep me... Not even uh, satisfied. Just keep me at bay. Like I'm. It's getting rough. Like the closer we get, the harder it is. Like, oh
1: come on, we're right there. I know, man. But we're like, here.
0: I want it now. I want it in here. I want it now. Um, but an uh, interesting informa- piece of information did come out this week, and that is that there's one scene in The Force Awakens that was not scored by John Williams. Interesting. Um, apparently, uh, a composer by the name of Lynn Manu- Manuel Miranda, um, um, who scored uh, a play called Hamilton. That's uh, going on. I don't know, what are you being staged? Is produced a showing in New York? What do you say? A play Is a play showing in New York? Uh, yeah, I guess and it's so. being performed in New York. Anyway. He scored um, the scene in Maz Kanata's, or Maz Kanata's Cantina. So he's basically, he came up with the new Cantina music for right. this movie. Um, and it's just interesting, you know, this will be the first bit of non-John Williams score we've had in a Star Wars movie yet, yep. if you don't count the Clone Wars movie. But, you know, in one of the enumerated saga films. Um and honestly, I think this was probably just because they were going for a certain type of music and, like, he fit the bill. You know what I mean? I don't think – it I definitely don't think it was some sort of slight against John Williams. I don't think this is even a case of maybe this is someone they're looking at to replace John Williams when he's not able to do the scores anymore. I think it was just, um, you know, uh, the – Maybe
1: John Williams was like, hey, can you – you want to get somebody else to do that cantina song? I out? mean, that
0: could have been it. Or maybe even he recommended this guy. That could be it. Like, hey, you should get this guy to help out with the cantina scene. You know what I mean?
1: If he's like, yeah that's just not my bag at the moment.
0: Right. You know? <clears throat> but it'll be interesting. I mean, that's, that's something... Eh, We'll clearly know when it happens, not because it will feel out of place. We just know when it's going to happen now. Maybe it's some. Um,
1: maybe it's some trippy. Oh, something sp- Oh my god,
0: fucking! Please don't. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't say that. Don't speak that into existence. <laughs> I mean,
1: some futuristic feeling.
0: I don't want to fucking. <laughs> no! No, I do not want fucking. They go into this badass-looking cantina, and what the fuck are you doing, Walter?
1: He's, he's been outside. He's all spry. Oh, no. This could <laughs> end no, badly. No. This could end badly.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't want them going into this cantina. There's all kinds of cool, like, practical alien uh, puppets and muppets and what have you all around. And then it starts breaking down into some boom, boom, boom. I'd be so bummed. If it's dubstep, uh, I'm I'm you're going to hear about it from me. I uh, doubt it is, man. Oh man. It's like I the, just shit in your wheaties There's uh, the cantina band is just some greasy dude with fucking hipster glasses playing an iPod <laughs> hooked up to a fucking you know what I'm saying, well, hooked up to a sound system. He's just hitting his fucking Star Wars iPod and everybody's going fucking bananas. Ooh, we paid $80 to watch a guy push play on his iPod. <laughs> um yeah i'd take a sip of my drink there (coughs) um but yeah i mean you know like i said not a huge deal but it'll be cool to see um it's just one of those things we're gonna have to get used to this may be john williams last star wars like he's an old fella hopefully he can make it through this whole you know trilogy the new trilogy but if he can't they gotta replace him with someone
1: and if that happens they will (coughs) And and it will be fine
0: Oh yeah, I mean it will. It'll it'll His definitely be fine. memory
1: and legacy will be honored.
0: Um also, um uh, a nice little piece of information. They've uh, announced that Star Wars Rebels has been renewed for a season 3 already. So, I kind of figured it probably was because um you know, they've there's been some writers like Gary Witta has talked about working on an episode and when he was talking about that it was at the point where they were probably already done with season two's scripts and stuff. And were probably already well into working on season two. And then the way, um, I'm pretty sure it works the same way, but like the way it worked on the clone wars, like when we were watching, you know, season one and two, they were already working on seasons like three and four and even further ahead than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They work pretty far ahead. Um, on that. Now there has been some questioning of of how long that show could possibly run because um apparently cartoons and and animated series nowadays don't go for long periods anymore. It's just, you know, kids move on and then it's on to the next thing. You know what I mean? ADD kids. Basically. Um
1: Not no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean Entertainment more ADD necessarily than the kids are. They're giving them so many things to right. watch and look and see. They can't help but move um, on to the next. And thing. honestly,
0: I wonder if if Rebels and and I don't mean this as a slight against Rebels is is sort of a stopgap until they can set um a series, say in between episodes six and seven, or you know what I'm saying, like. You can do Rebels because it's set in between 3 and 4. That's stuff we know. We know what happened in 3 and 4. Once this new trilogy comes into play and the whole setting and story becomes more clear, I think then they'll be able to start exploring in between 6 and 7, which I'm really excited about. I want to know the history of what goes on between, you know, in that 30-year gap or whatever. Um,
1: um I'm... I had a thought today that it would be really great if they did some way back Star Wars history. Yeah, if they did some old Republic mm-hmm. hyperspace war, or you know, the uh, just some really original where the Jedi came from when the when the <laughs> yeah where the the Sith origins of how they took over the planet Korban and like all the, yeah. the Sith race and you know
0: yeah I mean you know all that stuff isn't canon it's anymore not canon but anymore, that but, but that's perfect like. That's like, the perfect opportunity to go back to make and canon. do a show or an animated series that is canon, and you can take inspiration from that old stuff. Pull the good stuff, leave the you know not so good stuff behind, right? And you know, reform it into sort of a new telling. And you know, I think an Exar Kun story would be awesome. Not necessarily
1: yeah. Exar Kun, but give me an ancient Dark Sith Lord story. You yeah, know, of. It doesn't have to be him or that story, but that, you know, if you could, that would be an epic story.
0: You know, uh, as far as, like, sort of the ancient Star Wars history stuff that we got before. Yeah. Uh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. The um, whole Odin-er mm-hmm. line. Um, uh, you know, Tales from the Jedi. I'm more bummed that Tales of the Jedi isn't canon anymore was than nights of the old republic the that's Jedi, xr coon and uh
1: you the, know uh, what the fuck uh,
0: god damn it <laughs> man i do this every time we talk about this i f- forget the main dude's name and then ulick quell drama ulick the keldrama keldrama yeah. yeah um and then there's naomi sunrider and you know that yeah. whole saga man that i thought that was really good and I think maybe part of it has to do with when I was a kid discovering those comics and being like, holy shit, it's ancient Star Wars history. And like, you know, at first their lightsabers connected to their belt because they didn't have an independent power source. source. And just the way the ships were really sort of organic looking and ancient looking, they didn't look – nothing looked – Futuristic like, and metallic and like, well, I mean, you know, it kind of did. It looked sci-fi. It looked more fantasy than sci-fi. Yeah, it, but
3: it it's like it 50s sci-fi. It fantasy. didn't
0: look like Star Wars, but it felt like Star Wars. If you know what I mean. Like yeah. There wasn't like a ship that looked like the X-wing, but just slightly different, and you're like, oh, this is the because that's one thing. Like the Knights of the Old Republic games. As much as I like them, it doesn't feel old enough. Like you know what I mean. Like the. It just, you could tell me that that was set in another part of the Star Wars galaxy while A New Hope was going on, and, and I, would I would be like, it. oh yeah, that's, that's believable.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently technology <coughs> did not advance too much. That much
0: in like a thousand or five thousand or however many thousands of years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like the the bad guys, the Sith and stuff, their capital ships look kind of like Star Destroyers, and yeah. the, the fighters that the Sith drive around or fly around in look kind of like, tie fighters or imperial ships, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There's just not enough. It's
1: like they were trying to sell you the Star Wars experience and mm-hmm. just like try to give you a prequel. You really, you know, you need to take that creativity back centuries. Like we need to take it all the way back.
0: Speaking of prequels, some interesting um, stuff came out apparently, you know, um George Lucas tried to talk Ron Howard into directing The Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah. I wonder so how that would have turned that's out. That's an interesting sort of what if. Um, you know, I, I have no problem with Ron Howard as a person or a director. It's no, not like... I liked Willow. Like, Yeah, it, that's the thing. Like, I just don't know what a Ron Howard... Star Wars movie would be like, you know what I'm now, saying? Now he's I'm not exactly by the idea. I'm putting he, it together in my mind. He's not exactly, you know, my first thought as a candidate to direct a Star Wars movie, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? You know it's funny that kind of gives me a little
1: bit of perspective on this. I just recently watched the Back in Time documentary about Back oh, to the Future and it's So success. good, right? Yeah, and it's mind-blowing, you know. And to think about uh it, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, Gale Gates? Not Gates, Bob Gale. Bob Gale, maybe? Well, you might be right. The two you know, the two guys behind Back to the Future. Right.
0: Um Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. So have something Just to do maybe. with Steven Spielberg's involved? Yes,
1: yes. Steven Spielberg be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wonder if it was kind of like a family, you know, a kind of family move for George Lucas. Spielberg Lucas. Ron Howard. I don't know if Ron Howard is in that kind <clears throat> right. of close-knit Hollywood family connection kind of thing. But
0: you know, I mean probably.
1: I mean like... Of course, George Lucas would want a director he could trust to right. do it justice. Right. And, uh, you know, I know he would think that of Spielberg, but I'm sure Spielberg's not interested. Well, in that. you
0: know, he tried to get spielberg to at least he may have even tried to do like phantom menace or something but he tried to get him to do revenge of the sith yeah or not revenge of the sith uh return of the jedi but there was a whole issue because george lucas <clears throat> fought the um director's guild after the first star wars yeah he did because you know it's it's more commonplace now but back in the day you all, the credits were at front up front of a movie and that's not in Star Wars. All the credits are at the end. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and they let it slide with the first Star Wars because they didn't think it was going to be anything. Well, in when The Empire Strikes Back rolled around and he wanted to keep the same format he did for the first Star Wars, they threw a bit of a fit. And George Lucas left the Director's Guild, hasn't been part of the Director's Guild sh- since. Irvin Kershner got way fined for it all and george lucas paid all the fines and like i think that you know george lucas even though he's produced and directed one of the most mainstream most well-loved franchises in cinematic history is a bit of a maverick he's he wants to do his way Always
1: been a like a rebel rebel and i don't mean that in a bad way no he has stood up for what he believed in at every turn what he thought was right and what he thought should
0: happen. And you know what? I like that. Like I like that. It'd be a- real easy for George Lucas nowadays to be like, okay, yeah, Jar Jar Binks wasn't that great of an idea. But when it, just recently, they asked George Lucas in an interview, who's your favorite Star Wars character? And he said, I can't say that. I love all the characters. And then he goes, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is my favorite character. Like, that's him to this day being like, no, fuck you. Yeah, I did what I wanted. People liked it just because you didn't like it, and you know, just because for some reason it got ingrained in the public mindset that it was bad doesn't mean anything to me, really. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't say that because it, it, it did mean it, it hurt you can him tell, a lot.
1: like it hurt him a lot. That's the, another thing. The, that, the, the fans'
0: response to his yeah. prequel trilogy mm-hmm. hurt him to the core. I think
1: that's what made him wash his hands of it. I, I mean, I
0: think that has a lot to do with it. I think, had the response to the prequels. Not even been as good as the original, but had just been at least a little bit better. We probably would have had him directing seven, seven eight, eight, nine, nine, nine. before now. Like I think it would have happened a lot f- sooner. I think he would have gone into the sequel trilogy fairly quick. But you know, things played out how they played out, and now we're getting a, a George Lucas less Star the Wars way future. They had to happen. I think so too.
1: I think I think he had to make those first three. To realize that it was probably a better idea to let someone else do the next three.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know that he looked at it as a better idea. I think, because he was in the process, there was this uh, this, um, this land he bought called Big Rock Ranch, right? And he was in the process of trying to build his own movie studio there to cut down on cost. You know what I'm saying? It was in, in California. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get built because the local community flipped out about it. They didn't want it to happen. I think that, and it's a pretty common theory is that he was going to use that studio for a, the star Wars underworld TV show that we heard about for so long that eventually got shelved. And B, I think it was going to be where he staged the sequel trilogy. Um, Cause we know that when he sold to Disney, he had a treatment, for the trilogy and had a writer already hired working on the treatment for seven. And if I'm not mistaken at that point, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill were already signed on. Like, so when Disney bought it, they had them locked in and had a script in development by this guy, Michael Arndt. that got thrown out. JJ Abrams got brought in. Lawrence Kasdan brought, got brought in. They retooled the story. And now we're getting the episode seven that we're getting in like two weeks. Nice. um My lady's sitting here right next to me and sending me links on my phone, making the Jawas go off. <clears throat> um, it's a Christmas. It's a Star Wars Christmas. And, um, you know, I think, you know, even if he had been able to build that studio, we would have been getting a Jordan. Now, I think that might have been at the point where he was like, you know what? You know. Maybe I should just sell. And plus, the dude just got married. He just had a uh, a new kid. He's got a new baby. Star Wars like has consumed his life. And, and like, yeah, and he's like
1: been single for a while. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. since
0: uh, he got divorced sometime during the original trilogy. I'm not a Lucas biographer. I love the dude. I love Uncle George with all my heart. But man, I I can't tell you the ins and outs of his life. Like, uh, well, I'll tell you this. The man I know his wife. His his original original his first wife helped edit. The original Star Wars. Yeah, I remember that. She was an editor, and, sh- and she assisted in that. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe it was after even Jedi they got a divorce, but at some point, you know, they went their separate ways.
1: Wasn't there a second wife?
0: I, I Honestly, I think it's the first wife and then... Oh, the adopted kids and then... This new lady.
1: The new lady. Yeah. He deserves time to enjoy his family. Yeah, man. Like,
0: you know, he's in his 70s. He's built in the and sold an empire. Like. Yeah enjoy your family he's done his work enjoy you've done your his lady. Good work yeah enjoy your
1: kids and now i mean it, it's enjoy not like your he's stockpiles just piles of money in your philanthropy and- yeah it's not
0: like he's just sitting around not doing anything he's got that huge museum project um being built in uh, chicago so like the dude you know he's doing things with his time the thing is is like for george lucas to be involved with a new trilogy that's 10 years minimum of his life that's not a small investment mm-hmm. like J.J. J. Abrams. OK, yes, he, you know, and he stressed it in these recent il- uh, interviews that it's been rough. Not that, you know, the movie was bad or it was a bad experience, but it's it's tough doing a Star Wars of any Star Wars that it's going to be tough to do. J.J. J. Abrams had what I believe to be the, the toughest job. You have to reset the stage with the most beloved Star Wars characters. You know what I'm saying? And you have to... You know, the prequels, not that they weren't difficult and not that they didn't take talent and artistry and, you know, dedication, but it was a story that we basically knew going in. You know what I mean? We knew that Anakin... We knew that Anakin was going to become a Jedi and that he was going to fall to the Sith Sith and be Darth Vader. um, (coughs) So the sequel trilogy by the way is a completely different beast because a you know you basically have to put in the entire work of building the post return of the jedi universe you know what i'm saying you have to build the star what the star wars universe is like 30 years later yeah there's an insane amount of design work i'm sure that when we get the making of books and the arts of uh Episode seven books and shit like that, and we see the design process, like all the concepts that went into, say, Kylo Ren, until they got to that final concept. The new Stormtroopers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that's not an easy job, man. No. Now for Episode eight and nine, like I'm sure they'll tweak things here and there, but, but the foundations. I'm pretty laid. sure our Stormtroopers are going to look like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If there's a difference, it's probably going to be like sort of the difference between the Stormtroopers and Empire and Jedi this Light.
1: movie is about to be so good mm-hmm. and it is about to make so much money ha this movie <clears throat> oh i know man he's about to i want to know what fraction of the world's <coughs> money is spent on this movie because it's going to make a I lot dude it's going to make a lot a lot a lot it is
0: it, and look i'm trying to temper my expectations in my heart of hearts i want it to be the be- the biggest grossing movie of all time i want it to beat avatar and uh, Titanic. i
1: think we're already there i mean like, i don't no think doubt so. for me i mean that's a tough
0: see the thing is is like
1: no that's not a tall order man do you know that i know
0: but see this is the thing you got to think um the magic that the original star wars inspired like i mean i'm not disagreeing with you if it if it happens to capture the general public's imagination like it did back in 1977 then yes, it's there's a at the head, least
1: the head of uh oh my god. I think it was Columbia Studios, not Paramount. But I think it was Columbia. The head of Columbia, one of the heads of former heads of Columbia Studios was talking about seeing that reaction in an audience like you can see some movies just tap the wonder back yeah, to the I future, mean, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Star Wars, like some some
0: of those movies hit
1: it right on the head, like nail it perfect. I think this is going to be one of those. I think this is going to be that.
0: I agree. And I think I'm not saying – look, I'm pretty sure it's in the bag for the best December opening of all time because that's yes. honestly – the biggest one has. I think was maybe the first Hobbit movie and it was like in the $80 million range. I think it's going to smash that.
1: I think it's smart that it's not too close to Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, it's a that week is out.
1: Hard, like because a week out, not everybody's traveling. Yeah. When you're traveling, it's hard to see a but movie. But see, this and is the that.
0: thing. Like, what I'm hoping is like Star Wars is the movie that people are so excited for, even if they are traveling. Like, all right, I They'll landed. See it when they get there. Yeah, um, let's go say hi to the family and go see fucking Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just it, like I'm trying to temper myself because, like, you know, I'll get. Not that it'll ruin my experience, but I really want it to do really, really well. I'm sick of, like... And, and not that these movies are bad. Like, I'm sick of, like, Avatar being the best grossing movie of all time. of, And Jurassic World being the best grossing movie of this year. Once again, both of those movies I enjoy. It's not like I dislike those movies, but it's not Star Wars. You know what I mean? I want Star Wars... Like, it's my home team. Like, it's my team. Like, I want Star Wars to win out. Um... Um, you know, it's just, it's a tall order, man. Like, the the thing you got to think about, like, with Avatar especially, it was the spectacle of going to see Avatar. It was this new technology. It was the 3D, like, when 3D was popping, you know what I mean? Like, when people were real stoked to go see movies in 3D, and it was the, you know, like, that, the amount of time that went into making that movie. Like, I think it took... James Cameron, like six years or some bullshit to make that movie. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it was fresh not that the story is necessarily fresh. You've seen the story a thousand times. Go watch fucking Fern Gully or Pocahontas. You've seen avatar just to toss in some blue aliens and some kick-ass sci-fi stuff in there. And you got avatar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just, it's not necessarily the avatar was such a great story. It was the spectacle. Yeah. Now, Are we going to get that in Star Wars? This is the problem. And it's not necessarily a problem. It's just something I I think about to myself sometimes. But, like, they're pushing the practical effects real hard. Which I think, while it can be a good thing, and I think it'll look great, and I think it'll make a lot of people happy, I also wonder if the younger crowd, like the kids and the teenagers, are going to be like, What the fuck? fuck is this fucking Muppets? What? No. You know what I mean? Like They're so used to CG. You know what I'm saying? Not that there's not going to be a ton of CG in this.
1: To me, the real stuff looks better no matter what. And if I mean, you want to sit see, here... But see, that's
0: the thing. That's you. I know. You know what I'm saying? You're not a kid. You're not a teenager who has grown up fuck. only watching CG. I mean, once again, you could say... Fuck like,
1: a teenager that thinks I know that CG looks better than the real thing. It does, though. I'm
0: that's the thing. CG is... The industry standard. There's a reason people use CG is because it looks good. It's technically proficient. But, once again, I'm not hating on practical.
1: I just know what my eyes and my brain can perceive. I
0: understand. But, see, this is the thing. (laughs) Like, take, for instance, the new... If you took uh, the new Planet of the Apes movies and you put people in ape costumes, that shit would not be as successful or as... You know what I'm saying that's, th- that's what I'm the point I'm trying to make Pl- but we're going to get elements of that in this there's but this is what Im motion saying captured is that characters in this
1: their whole facial structure and the mm-hmm. way their faces reacted is based off the real thing like there's I know no part like anytime I see a dragon or a spaceship <laughs> like my brain registers that that's not real like so it I mean, takes away from the element just in that moment
0: and, I mean and, I, I guess I get that that's what I'm saying though is like but we grew up. With Star Wars and Labyrinth and Legend and Willow and, you all, know.
1: What I'm saying is that I think a puppet Yoda and a puppet Jabba the Hutt looks better than a CG one I th- all, all day.
0: Well, I mean, I, I got to disagree. Puppet Jabba, I agree wholeheartedly. At. I don't know... Eh. I think, for one thing, I think it's just because of how I grew up seeing Jabba. Like, they just, even in The Phantom Menace, they just, something looks off about him. You know what I mean? Yoda, however, like, uh, as much as I love Yoda, and and my favorite versions of the way Yoda looks are in Empire and and Jedi. Jedi, he looks better in the prequels. I disagree. I don't. I I cannot. I this is the just, thing. Like in and, and to have badass Yoda like you have him in the prequels, you can't have that be a puppet. I, that would look. Those movies would have tanked. They'd have made like six bucks at the bo- box office. I totally admit and understand. Pope, that. Like you would just have a dude tossing a puppet across the screen.
1: I admit and understand that, but like I even from the opinion standpoint, don't believe that Yoda needed to whip ass. Oh, with I with his lightsaber that way. Like I feel like Yoda is so strong in the force, it would have been more of an impressive display with the force power. Like
0: See, this is the thing to capture that kind of it's not as exciting. Just to see Yoda doing force pushes and I and understand. you know what I'm saying? Like
1: I mean, I get it.
0: The thing I wanted as a kid was to see like I always was like, well, Yoda's a Jedi, does he have a lightsaber, I wonder if it's and to have it's it's the height difference he has to fight in that crazy flippy acrobatic I just don't like that I do I, like I love that. it, man, like I, I think you need to go watch the end of Revenge of the Sith when it's Yoda's ass like I'm not clone ass not whipping all those stupid fucking clones. Outside the Jedi Temple, and he like skewers the like jump up, uh, jumps up on the clone's chest and skewers him with the oh man, I love that man. I get it to me, it's a better looking than um, in Revenge of the Sith than it is in Attack of the Clones. And I think that's just a matter of you know a few extra years of special effects technology and you know maybe just getting it more down pat. There's you know, I mean, look, it's. I would never put the Yoda versus Sidious or Yoda versus Dooku fight as my favorite lightsaber fights in the series, but I think they're cool looking and it's cool to see Yoda whip ass. I I like that like
1: I didn't I'm not saying it's not cool either. I like it too. I like to see it. It's just not how I imagine Yoda whipping ass. Like, okay,
0: so to me, this is the best analogy I can think of. Like I like the Lord of the Rings movies. But to me, one of the goofiest parts of any of the Lord of the Rings movies, and I, I know I'm setting you up to disagree with, and it's, I'm not trying to tickle your tits or piss you off saying this, but when Gandalf fights Saruman in Lord of the Rings, and it's just a bunch of telepathic pushing each other back and forth, you know what I'm saying? A wizard fight. That's not what I envision. A wizard fight, I envision being like Yoda... But instead of using a lightsaber, you're like whipping fireballs and lightning strikes and fucking summoning skeletons and demons and fucking magic missiles. But like, it's just two old dudes emoting at each other. Like, no, I get it. It's I not my it. favorite part of those movies. I like. You know Gandalf riding into battle on a steed with a sword and a staff. Now, look, I understand Lord of the Rings dudes are going to be like, "You fucking asshole!" That's not how wizards are. <laughs> I'm in Lord holding of the Rings. it all back. <laughs> like I understand that you know wizards aren't D and D wizards and Lord of the Rings. That's just my personal preference. I like spectacle and magic and right. I think uh, there were better wizard fights in the Harry Potter movies yeah. than that one that's the and i'm not saying the whole movie i'm just saying that one gandalf versus sarman fight has always just felt a little goofy to me and it's just because it's like they're mind fighting for such a cinematic dude as you know peter jackson he could have spiced that shit up a little bit yeah but you know that's just me um so before we have a buddy steve come over and do some trivia with us why don't We do a little promotion. How do you you feel about that? i got two things I want to promote to you guys. The first is something that's going on here in Birmingham. So for any of our listeners that are here in Birmingham, this may be something you want to check out. Um, For any of our listeners out of town, hey, if you're feeling squirrely, come check it out. There's going to be a Star Wars art show at Seasick Records here in town. It's being put on by Yellowhammer Creative. It's December the 16th. From six to ten PM, so the day before we go see the new movie, um, and they're going to have art from like fifteen to twenty different artists, just a Star Wars fucking art show. They've done a couple of these in the past. I know they did a, a Simpsons one and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, it's being put on by Yellowhammer Creative, and if you want to check them out, they have a Yellowham- or they have a, a Facebook page set up for it and it's just called Yellowhammer creative presents a star wars art show so you know go check it out and uh toss them a like or whatever uh even if you are from out of town just tell them that blue harvest sent you um i'm really looking forward to it i I love me some star wars fan art i don't know you know that's like
1: i do i love like you uh, always bring something back from a con
0: yeah man like going to a con i like to check out the artist alley and check out just I don't know, man. It's just something I dig. I like seeing different interpretations of the characters. I like seeing, you know, super accurate and, you know, uh, typical, not typical, but classic portrayals of the characters. I just like anything to do with star Wars art and fan art and well done. Star Wars, fart, fart, star Wars, fart, star Wars, art, and fan art. And the second thing I wanted to uh, promote is from our buddies over at making star Wars, Now, they are running, um, it's not really a contest or a promotion. What they're doing is, if you go to their website, makingstarwars.net, and you click on the Fandango banner, that'll take you to the Fandango page where you can order some Force Awakens tickets. Now look, we know we're all going to go see this movie more than once. So if you're planning on using Fandango, if you're planning on pre-buying your tickets, use Making Star Wars link. It doesn't cost you anything extra. But they get a little bit of a kickback for it. And they're taking all the proceeds that they make from those ticket sales and they're donating it all to uh, a force for change. So The Star Wars charity.
1: With your purchase of a Star Wars ticket... You can, in effect, affect change in the life of someone else. Yeah,
0: help out some kids, man. Just by seeing Star Wars. And you know what? Like I said, it's not like if you're going on going to Fandango anyway to order your tickets, you might as well just fucking you know. order them through the Making Star Wars site. They're good dudes and ladies. They got some ladies on the staff over there, too. And uh, help out some kids, man. I think they're trying to sell 25,000 tickets. Um before it's all said and done so you know go to making star net. i know i'm gonna buy some find the fandango banner click on that and order you some tickets Let's, and if they got some kind of uh who sent you option on there tell them blue harvest sent you Tell them blue harvest sent you and they, and they, they said that they tell should them get them on your, uh, and play some fucking battlefront with tell, us them,
1: tell them your old boys haws and will sent you
0: so why don't we have steve come in do a little trivia and we'll wrap this bitch up with a bow and we're back with this week's edition of Star Wars Trivia with your host, Steve Cobra. Halls is up 10 to 3. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just in case you forgot.
0: Somebody Man, said. I took that, that one loss. Tough. You've it come back. Hard. You, were, you were worried about it, too. I yeah, was. I stressing. felt like I was, my mojo was gone. Yeah, but
2: here it is a All week right. later. I mean, geez, at this <laughs> point, I've, I've had my birthday. Um you know
0: mm-hmm. how was your birthday good it was, it, was, it was nuts dude so close was, to Star Wars I can't now.
2: believe that that stripper was there dressed up like a stormtrooper I know how did she get the the top off how did she even take all that armor off that's it not sexy that crazy. Crazy. Yeah, you got to unbuckle
0: shit and take off a bodysuit mm-hmm. and then she had three titties weird yeah, that was weird it was like <laughs> a
2: mix of Total recalls yeah and Star Wars mix of worlds girl yeah. don't do it and a dick weird okay alright <laughs> so here we go uh, ten to three uh, would you guys like to guess a number or yes. would we like to, okay, guess we're a guess, number. guessing a number. Okay. One to a
0: hundred minus 42, 42.
2: Okay. Mm, 75. In, all right. Well, you win. Sorry. It's not incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. Yeah, both of y'all were actually incorrect, but it was 19, uh, 19. I so will okay. take a uh, history. Good, sir. Okay. All right. Whose first words in return of the Jedi are greetings, exalted one. Luke Skywalker, That is correct. Will?
1: Uh, uh, geography.
2: Who watched over Luke's campsite on Dagobah? Yoda? correct no. R2-D2. That is correct. The Spike... <laughs> Oz is up 2 nothing, and it's your turn. Really swing it. Wild card. Whose voice was supplied by Clive Revel in The Empire Strikes Back? The Emperor. That is correct. 3 to nothing. Will, it's slipping away fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to have this one. Thank
1: you for the reminder. <coughs> um, let's go with droids, creatures, and aliens.
2: Right. What was the only thing the Rebels were able to determine about the Imperial probe droid's composition from remote scans? it's a great answer uh
1: tough question uh, it's in composition uh i don't know i
2: don't know okay Hall's it's not a meteor Incorrect. The answer is, it was metal. It was metal. Yes. Was Probe metal. droids are kind of metal. It totally listens to Slayer. Just like me. Okay. hauls back to you. Three right and blood. Right. I think it's pretty much in the bag at this point, but uh, you've got weapons and vehicles and characters. And characters. That's it, right? Yeah, okay. Who proved his hot wiring skills were not what they used to be while trying to blow up the doors of the indoor control bunker? Han Solo. That is absolutely correct, and just for shits and giggles, what's a T forty seven mower commonly called? A land speeder. S- no, 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 a snow, snow speeder. speeder Fuck! I got too you I got to, yeah. cocky. Mm-hmm. But that card's mine anyway. It is yours. Give me that, that card. And at this point, I'd like to introduce our guest. We have a, a special guest coming the, to our read Vanna questions. White. That's right. That's right. She's been on the pod before. Give it up for Haas's fiance and special question reader, Jesse.
0: You just remember who you're engaged to here, baby. No pressure or anything, but All right, that's just remember. You got to sleep next to me tonight.
3: I am 100% impartial. Don't be putting you on And we do room. have a couch, Touch oven. Oven. I mean.
0: <laughs>
3: Bert. All right. So who goes first? Uh, Will.
2: Goes
3: first. I'll take the
1: wild card. Can't do wild card. Oh, right. 1st uh, I'll take the history.
3: History. Who, who refused to evacuate the first, the first Death Star even after a danger was discovered? Tarkin. Correct. Character. Who first discovered that the door of the trash compactor was magnetically sealed?
0: Who first discovered uh, Princess Leia?
3: Incorrect.
0: It's Luke Skywalker.
3: Correct. Oh. already tried that. It's magnetically sealed. Ah, oh, you bitch ass. <laughs> so. That so. One. Two to two. Two to two. And then you pick a question, mm-hmm. Will?
1: Yeah. Uh, droids, creatures, and aliens.
3: Droids, creatures, and aliens. What part of C-3PO's dismembered body did Chewbacca start attaching first in Cloud City? His head. Correct. Baby. I had nothing to do with picking uh-huh, um, <laughs> uh-huh.
0: these. <so> you <laughs> you just this always card, want me to I, lose. It's, it's fine.
3: No, uh, that's it's only fine. whenever I'm playing. Yeah, like whatever. Right now, Indeed. it's fine. It's I am totally on your you. team. Okay, come
0: on. What, what's the option? Uh, give me wild card.
3: Your wild card. What actor played Wedge Antilles? Another Wedge question. Dennis Lawson. Correct.
1: Wow. I would have totally lost that one. Suck it dry. Suck it dry.
3: <laughs> so we have weapons and vehicles, geography.
1: I'll take geography.
3: What system supports the use of twin pod cloud cars? Bespin. Correct.
0: Will wins the card. Yep. Let okay. him spike the last question.
3: Weapons and vehicles. Whose body disappeared when it was uh, struck by Vader's lightsaber?
1: Shit. Obi-Wan Kenobi.
3: Correct. Even though Sh- I butchered it. Shiza. right, her do the tiebreaker. And we have a tiebreaker card. I go first. History. Your history. Who's holding a wounded rebel officer by the neck when first informed the Death Star plans are missing?
0: Uh, that would be uh, Adolf of Vader. Uh,
3: if that would be correct.
1: Uh, geography.
3: What star, what star system did Leia refer to when noting there's not much there? When. I'll repeat the question. What star system did Leia refer to when noting there's not much there? Bespin? Incorrect.
0: Star system did she refer to when she said there's not much there? Which star system did Leia refer to when she said there's not much
3: there? Uh, that it's is not correct. That, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, Indoor.
3: That is incorrect. The Anote system. I don't know if that's oh. how I pronounce it. But the okay. Anuit. The Inuit the system. My bad. Is that
1: one of the
0: ones they're going through
1: in the scene mm-hmm. that I was thinking mm-hmm. about? No, oh, it
0: is. It's the system that Bespin is in. Oh. Bespin is an area in the Anuit, Anoat system. That's funny it's because
1: it, one of the earlier questions okay. it was asking something mm. about what system and the, the, the answer was Bespin.
0: Um, history's been done.
3: History and geography have been done. I you want have wild cards. What can have a strong influence on the weak-minded?
0: The Force. Correct. So it's two to one.
3: Well.
1: Droids, creatures, and aliens.
3: What did R2-D2 activate to cover his friend's escape to the Falcon and Cloud City?
1: The fire suppression system.
3: The the fire extinguisher? That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay.
0: So it's two to two. What's the options?
3: Characters, weapons, and vehicles. Character. Who told Princess Leia, you truly belong with us here among the clouds?
0: Lando Calrissian. Um, Correct. Correct. That's That's how I picked up Jessie on our first date. She's like, (laughs) among the clouds? This is Birmingham. It's Rojo. (laughs) Uh, clouds at Rojo. Clouds of fucking Mexican food farts. Weapons and
3: vehicles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What weapon did Luke seize from a guard in Jabba the Hutt's palace? A blaster. Correct.
1: Tied. Tied. Three to three. All right. Just
3: start,
1: start Overtime card.
3: All right. Let's see. And, uh, goes first. All right. Haas. History. History.
1: Was that the first card?
0: No, this. Whoever wins this overtime wins the game. Okay, right? We're tied. Right? Yeah.
3: What was Han's excuse for refusing to allow stormtroopers to investigate the shootout in the Death Star's detention block?
0: There was a reactor leak. Correct. Very, very dangerous. Very. Got to lock it down. I'm fine.
1: We're we're fine. How are you?
3: All right. I'll
1: take uh, uh, geography.
3: What city were Darth and Luke in when Vader told Luke he was his father?
1: Cloud City.
3: Correct. Wild Card. Who told Han, you're the best in Star Wars Special Edition? Jabba the Hut. Correct.
1: Nice. Uh, Weapons and vehicles.
3: What device did Luke use to swing across the Death Star's chasm?
1: It was like a cable, a grappling cable.
3: A grappling, huh? Correct.
0: Yeah. What's left?
3: Uh, you have characters. Character. Uh, you also have. I would like character. Um, okay. Who inquires? When you come in here, didn't you have a plan for getting in? For getting out? When Princess you came Leia. in here, excuse me. Uh, yes, correct. And then. Last question, Will. You have droids, creatures, and aliens. What desert creature got a digital facelift for Return of the Jedi Special Edition?
1: Okay, say that for me one more time.
3: What desert (coughs) creature got a digital facelift for Return of the Jedi Special Edition?
1: For Return of the Jedi Special Edition. The fucking Was it the lead the band? the the fucking what is her name? I don't know her name. The lead singer of Java's band.
3: That is incorrect.
0: The Sarlacc.
3: That is correct. And oh, the, I'm the best! best.
0: no! <laughs> Nothing's gonna keep
3: it down! Well, I didn't have to announce it. Uh the wind goes to Hawes there. Yeah,
0: buddy. Eleven to three. Woo! I like those overtimes. They make me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for to our two hosts. This time, a little special business.
2: Yes, son. Stone Cobra, son. The motherfucking house, boy.
0: Well, I think that'll about do it for us this week, buddy.
1: That'll put it in the bag.
0: So, uh, as usual, we'd like to thank Stone Cobra for the theme song. Thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank, once again, Johnny Grosso for the shout-out
1: and for all around being a good Just dude. Just being a
0: good dude, man. Thank you. This uh, this episode could might as well be called a love letter to Johnny Grosso. Yeah,
1: he's going to he's going to write us a letter. He'll be like, "Guys, get up off my knob." Come dude. on, like, man. You're it's coming on a, too strong. It's getting a little weird.
0: Yeah. Like we're going to see him at celebration and he's going to duck behind like Yeah, a, he's going to dodge <laughs> <a> us. <laughs> and like, oh oh shit, god, there's Dawson and Will. I think they're trying to double team me. Um <laughs> but anyway. No, man. You'll know Grosso by the trail of ladies following him yeah it would just be um
1: like i would th- be like a conga line
0: i think um i guess it was to that guy jared that i was saying uh, i imagined a piece of johnny uh grasso fan art would just be like an old school 80s molly hatchet album cover or some shit like that with johnny standing shirtless with like two battle axes in his hands and just on a pile of sexed up ladies that he is just conquered (laughs) and and there's like a a red sky in the background with a gnarly lightning strike that'd be awesome but anyway thanks for listening guys um and uh, we'll catch you next week for blue harvest a star wars podcast i'm Halls burkhart and i'm will whitten may the force be with you may the force be with all of you may
2: the force be with us